Hey, hey, friend, welcome to June. How in the world are we here? I know I say that every single month, but time is flying by. And I think it's a good thing because just the days are full. And I hope that you are feeling that too, like full in a good, good way. So welcome to June. Welcome to the summer. And just all of that has to all that holds all of the promise that summer can hold. I've done a couple of episodes, how to do, how to set up a routine, all the things. And I can link those in the show notes. So if you're like, Oh, I want to listen to some summer stuff, get my mind wrapped around that and get things set up in a routine. I'm going to list that for you. But I thought right here, I would just give a quick little life update for me and my family and mostly because I've just mentioned things here or there. And I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm a little bit curious about their life outside of behind the microphone. And I know that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about my two older children. Well, if you're new here, I have three kiddos. I've been homeschooling. We're finishing up our 12th year. My oldest is 20 years old. My next one is 18. And then my youngest is 15, just finishing up his, we'll say, quote unquote, ninth grade year. We keep track of, I keep track of that. Someone asked him what grade he's in. He looks like a deer in headlights. I keep track of that because I have to for the state and my requirements that I need to send in for homeschooling. But beyond that, I am married to my husband, James. We've been married for 22 and a half years now. But I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about my two oldest traveling. And I said that <laughs> I said that my two oldest were currently on well, all three of my kids at that point were on different continents. The youngest was there with me. So I don't know if I really count that. Like I knew where he was. I knew where he was sleeping at night. The other two, I did not know where they exactly were. My daughter went on a trip to Israel for 10 days. She loved it. She went with a group that just, she's just the richness. And I was so excited about, about that with her. My husband and I actually had a business trip for his work a few years ago, probably five years ago or so, I think, uh, to Israel. So it was neat for her to show pictures and to share stories. And we were like, yes, we were there. So that was really cool. So she had a really good time. And, you know, of course, you're utterly exhausted because if you've ever taken a trip like that, like a tour sort of thing, they keep you going all the time. So she had a great, great time. And my 18 year old son, he arrived back home to the States. He left mid January and got home the end of April. So I guess it's been, it's been a month now that he's been home, but after three and a half months, well, he had two weeks of a training camp. And then when he came home, I think there was another week. So I think it was a total of three and a half, four months, just, just shy, I think of four months that he was gone. And he spent three and a half of those months in Africa. He was in two different countries on a mission trip, and that was part of his gap year. I've spoken about that, and I can link that in the show notes as well. And that's just something that is a part of our family and something that I kind of will say require of my kids to do, but it's not in a um, set in stone. And we figure out what is best for them and for just to help them in their next season in life and just that kind of in between. And so this was perfect for him. So he is back safe. He is acclimated back to the States. So many stories and things just keep coming up. And he told me the other day, he's like, I keep having in my dreams, there's something about it, something that triggers a memory or some part of it when I'm in Africa. And I'm like, yeah, because that was a huge experience. It was like a core memory for him and something that will really affect, um, the rest of his life. And my daughter had done previously uh, an entire year gap year. She did not go to Africa, but we found a program that was perfect for her and just suited her and helped her 
to grow. And so now I've got one more kiddo. We've kind of have some ideas and, but I have a couple of years yet for him, but that's just kind of a little bit of a life update, just in case you were curious. But today let's talk about what to do when your homeschool child doesn't see you as their teacher. I've got some things to share with you that I'm, I know we're going to help you change that situation around. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Here today in 2023, and this has been going on for a while, just in our culture, in our society, we are taught by the school system to separate out mom from teacher. Did you know it wasn't always this way? It was really the mid-1800s that the idea of the school system started out. This started out in Massachusetts with Horace Mann. You can dive into the history of all of that. And it's really only been a little over 100 years that every single state in the United States has had compulsory school laws. And therefore, when we think, and I know I've said this before, I feel like a broken record, but we think in our minds, like, this is it. This is how it's always been, but it hasn't. And so now, today, it's very easy to separate out mom and teacher. You'll even run into it out somewhere. You could be at the grocery store and they're like, oh, no no school for your kids today. And you say, oh, we homeschool. Like, oh, how do you teach them? How, how do they see you as a teacher? So you'll hear it from others too. So it's not just us that's indoctrinated to this idea, it's pretty much everybody. It's everybody who hasn't broken out of that indoctrination. And it makes me think of this phrase that says some, I know I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but if we were as a culture society, if we were to take our children from say maybe six months old or even a baby, whatever it is, before they're walking, if we were to enroll them in school, but as a pre-walker, six, six months old, we put them into school with teachers, and they begin to walk. Eventually, after a few generations, we'll think, oh, wow, it's the school that taught my child to walk. Therefore, that's what makes them walk. No, it's just you raising them, being a mom. And so it kind of sounds a little bit silly when we put it into phrases like that. And then so let's translate that to learning, to education. We think that because they are in school, they are getting educated. And we think that that's the only way to do it. And we've talked extensively about this, but that is not what this episode is about. I will not go down that rabbit trail here. But I do want to tell you that my kids have noticed this from friends who do not homeschool. And they will make comments to my kids about things like, oh, my mom couldn't teach us or I wouldn't pay attention to, I wouldn't learn from my mom type of thing. And my kids are a little bit confused because they don't see me as teacher. They just see me as mom. And really, that's what we're going for when it comes to a homeschool mom. So yes, even though the title says, you know, they don't see you as their teacher, the goal really right here is to integrate those and then to like knock the teacher part right off 
and they only see you as mom. And they see mom as the one that is facilitating my education, that is providing resources, that is taking a direct and purposeful interest in my education and providing me with uh, resources and getting me out there and, and telling me about things and about the world. And as we get older, we move from just that mom status. We, we start to become more of a mentor, a guide. You'll start to notice that as kids become teens and young adults, and then eventually we get to be friends with them. Yes, you're still mom. You're still always going to be mom. I know for me, here at my age, I'll be like, oh, I just want to, you know, hang out with my mom. It just feels so good and safe to be with your mom. But we have conversations like I would with a friend. And I hope that you have that with your mom as well. And that should be a goal that we have with our children. And even when it comes to other moms, when my kids have been in co-ops, it might be, yes, that's Mrs. So-and-so, but they see them as their friend's mom, or they just see them as a as a, as a woman or whether they're a mom or not, they're just somebody there that is helping them learn something. They don't necessarily see them as this teacher and this overall kind of hanging over your sort of authority. Yes, if you're in a co-op, we need to cooperate. We need to be obedient so that we can learn the things that they have taken the time to prepare and to teach us. But I think it's a really good place to get your kids to a place where they just see whether it's at a co-op or other moms that are facilitating some type of education to just say, yeah, that's Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. If you have dads that are there teaching too, instead of just saying, that's my teacher, instead of just seeing the person as a teacher, as a funny aside, I mean, how many, I remember going to school and I honestly did not think that my teachers had a life. If they ever said something about being married, I was like, Ooh, you're married. Really? That's weird. Like in that just kind of blew my mind. I honestly think that I thought just slept at the school. They probably like, I thought they slept maybe on their desk or under their desk. And I didn't think that they had a life. I remember getting older and then seeing my teachers out and about somewhere and being super freaked out by that because that's just the indoctrination. That's just the way that we compartmentalize their different roles. They're only there for that. And they don't do anything else as if they're like these robots we turn off at night or something like that. And then I went to school and a lot of my friends were education majors. I'm like, oh no, they really are people. But today we're talking not about those, about teachers and stuff, and we're not putting them down or anything, but we're talking about you as their mom and the fact that your kiddo is not seeing you. And, and that's a fear that you have, whether they're not seeing you or you're just concerned about that. I've spoken to homeschool moms who haven't even started homeschooling yet. And they are concerned like, but what if my kid doesn't see me as their teacher? Okay. I've got some tips for you here, but first let's talk about the definition of teacher. Now I just went onto my web browser here, probably Google. I didn't pull out an old uh, dictionary thing. So I want to talk specifically about what the definition is right now today, because that's what we're working with here. But the Oxford Dictionary Online says that a teacher is a person who teaches, especially in a school. And again, I've mentioned this before, back in my day, back in my day, kiddo, when we gave a definition of something, we couldn't include the word in it. But this is a teacher is a person who teaches, especially in school. And so we have to think when we are thinking about the word teacher, it is somebody that, I mean, I looked through a lot of definitions and most of them had some type of focus of school or institution or school teacher, something that had to do with school. And so I think the first thing here that we need to do is we need to reframe our mind of, I guess, in a way, kind of pushing that def that word out of our mind. We aren't necessarily here 
to be a teacher. We are here to be a mom. And part of our role of being a mom when it comes to homeschool is the home education. Now, when I looked up the definition, so this definition, the Oxford said a person who teaches, especially in school, I was like, okay, so what is the definition of teaches since you use that same word in it? And the definition of teaches is to show or explain how to do something. Okay, well, I can go, I can get on board with that one. So we are teaching, but we don't have to do it always in a formal way. When it comes to our curriculum, and I remember with my math, I sat down and I literally read what the instruction book told me to say. It was in bold letters. And I was like, because I felt very incompetent when it came to math. And I would just read that to them and they would say, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, you, you got it because I knew how to do math. I just didn't know if I knew how to explain that to convey that in words because of my own insecurities when it came to learning math when I was their age. And so yes, there are times that we might sit there and formally explain things. And there are times where we will just casually as we're on a walk or as we are sitting and reading a book together, or we are cooking dinner together, and they start asking questions. So let's first hear talk about the reframing our mind from school to education. And I want you to go ahead when this episode is over, I want you to go back and listen to episode 144. I will link it in the show notes. It is going to be very integral when it comes to you making this change in your mind and the distinction between school and education. So go listen to episode 144 and we're done with this. So let's focus instead on education. And what that looks like can be very different for every single family. It might look very different from homeschool family to homeschool family, and it will work. You can see the fruit and the product of that. You can watch one family homeschool in a very specific way and watch their kids launch out into the world and be productive citizens and love God and love their family and to do really good things. You could watch another family that will homeschool completely different. And you can watch their kids grow up and to, again, same things, be a, be a wonderful citizen in their community, help others, love God, raise a family, and they just might do it differently. Is one right or one wrong? Absolutely not. They are both right because those families have done, those parents that have homeschooled have raised them in the way that they knew that God was calling them. They looked at their personalities. What are they like together? And what, who are, who do they want to put out into the world someday? And though that is what helped to make their decisions about how they spent their time and what they did during their home education years. And so what does this look like for your family? If you're scratching your head right now, this is the foundation of Clarify Your Homeschool. Because if you don't get this right, you're not going to get the rest right. And you're going to know that you're not getting it right because you're going to feel unsettled. You're not going to be excited about homeschooling. We talked about consistency in the previous episode to this one. That is actually a key, an an indication that you are not homeschooling in the way that is fit for your family and for your family in this season in life. And I invite you, I encourage you to go over and check out clarifyyourhomeschool.com to get the details. Get in today. This is a fantastic time to really work on your homeschool because you will have it all set and you will hit the ground running come this fall for the homeschool year. And you're going to be feeling really, really good about it. And the, I don't just leave you hanging when it comes to clarify your homeschool and just say, here you go, go ahead, do it. 
they're actually built into it. We have a private Facebook group that is just for members of Clarify Your Homeschool. So everybody's kind of pretty much on the same wavelength, doing things differently, but have the same type of vision and wanting an outcome and wanting to be intentional. But then there are also built in times where I basically, I don't want to say it's like office hours because I'm like, come and go as you need to, because I know that you are busy, but there are set times that you get to meet. We'll say face-to-face over Zoom though. It's as close as we can get because we probably live on different sides of the country and maybe in different parts of the world where we can actually take the time and really dig in deep with you and your homeschool as you are going to clarify your homeschool. So you can get all that information when you are looking for, you're saying things just aren't going well and I know they can be better in clarifyyourhomeschool.com. So again, we need to define what is education for your family. And that's the first step right there to breaking out of that mold of mom slash teacher. And let's just get down to just mom. The next thing is that you really need to focus on de-schooling. This is not unschooling. Unschooling is a style of homeschooling. De-schooling is the process where you are starting to shed your indoctrination and you are getting rid of what you think school education looks like. And we're going to push aside the school and we are just going to focus on the education. And I know how important this is for you as the homeschool mom, but also for your children. But again, also for you, I think us moms often have the biggest hurdle when it comes to de-schooling and This is part of that foundation in Clarify Your Homeschool too. We have to take the time to de-school. We have to shed that indoctrination. We need to get away from everything that the school system tells us. We have to do school for seven hours a day. No, you do not need to do seven hours a day of homeschool. Your kids will be doctors by the time they're like 10 years old or something. If you do that, that's kind of a joke here. But it's super important for us to learn how to reframe how we approach and how we even think that's the first step right there is think how we think about education. So again, go back to listen to episode 144 for more of that. The next thing is when it comes to saying, I don't think my kid can learn from me is to focus on your relationship. Don't even think about the curriculum. Don't even focus on teaching them anything type of formal. Focus on your relationship with them. I do have episodes going way back about talking about bonding with different age ranges of your kiddos. That would be a really great place for you to start so that you can just kind of use that as a launching pad, but focus on the relationship and them retraining their mind and them kind of shedding that teacher part and only seeing you as mom is going to come because you have that relationship solid there. The next thing is I I want you to really take into account the fact that we can because of, because of the way that we think about school and education, we can step into our homeschool hours. We can step into our formal education. And what often happens is as a homeschool mom, you'll notice that your demeanor and your personality changes when you work on those homeschool lessons. Don't do that. Have the same personality, the same demeanor. If you are very patient and you are understanding and just kind of let things go when it comes to your motherhood, and then you sit down to lessons and you are angry and you are impatient and you just, it just isn't pretty. Let's just say that it gets a little bit ugly right there. I want, that's what you need to work on. I'm just going to say that flat out. That's what you need to work on is not changing who you are because otherwise they're going to see you as mom. This is mom time. And this is teacher time. Let's not be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Let's just be mom. 
Okay. The last thing is going back to that reframing education. So you're reframing education for yourself and you're reframing education for them and focus on a lot of family time. So yes, focusing on the relationship I mentioned, that's like one-on-one with them, but let's also focus on a lot of family time, letting them see and know and experience that the family unit is the most important part of society. That is what helps your community to function, solid family units. And so as we reframe education, we just spend a lot of time together as a family going on, doesn't even have to, you can go on vacation. That's great. You can go on little trips. You can just spend time in your backyard. You can work on projects together. You can come up with new hobbies together. Whatever that looks like for your family, help them to reframe education by spending together time, time together as a family. Start doing these couple of things today and you're going to start noticing that change. It might take weeks. It might take months. It might take a year. It depends upon the personality of the children. And and when you are needing someone to come alongside you, you can go over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. But I want to let you know that next week, we're going to be kicking off a summer series. I'm really excited about it. So be sure that you come back after the weekend on Monday. And for most of the month of June, we're going to do a summer series. I've got this all broken down. I'm excited. I'm excited to share it with you. I'm excited about how I can encourage you this summer because we also need to enjoy the summer. We get a little bit of a break, a reprieve. And so this summer series is going to talk about some things that you can take the time to focus on and to enjoy. So be sure to come back for the summer series and let your homeschool mom friends know that we're going to be doing a summer series and go ahead and share this episode with them too. That would, I think it would bless them as they begin their summer season here and reframe their minds as well. All right, have a good one. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.